I don't know why young people or people who start like think that the key to financial freedom is, you know, just to start your own business one day. You know, it's, it's actually quite risky. And like, yes, financial freedom is important, but you can do that in investing. You can do it in property. You can do it a whole other way. So mm. I just sort of want to clarify just to kind of push back on that hustle culture yeah. that you don't necessarily need to do that. You know, everything happens for a reason. But if I had an environment... Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I'm Tasha Dalbianco and today I'm joined by a very, 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 very special guest. Uh, not only is Moby um, the CEO of Red Pandas, he's our lead strategist. He's my bestest friend. Not <laughs> <Sorry>. best friend. <laughs> he's a good friend of mine. A mentor. I'm not crying. I'm just trying not to laugh. Um, and also, uh, you know, a father, a son, a brother, a husband, lots of different roles. Moby, welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here, Tash. Thanks for having me. That's a very short reply. I was expecting a bit longer, but we'll, we'll go with that. Um, today, really, Mobs is just a bit of a question and answer with yourself. Obviously, running such a successful business. I've been with you for quite some time. Like I said before, your best friend. Just just one of your best friends. One of my best friends. Yeah. Wouldn't say my best friend. Just for reference, Moby put a LinkedIn post out a few days ago that he said I was his best friend. So I'm just one of my best friends. But anyway. Okay. Anyway, let's go to the podcast. Mobs, a really, really good question that um, I know a lot of people would be possibly thinking, seeing you in your role with many roles and all the things that you do and achieve is how do you avoid not getting burnt out with all of the things that you're doing? Yeah, I think um, it really comes down to linking your purpose to a why. So, you know, they've done studies and they found like if you have, if you have a goal, for some reason if we hardwire it to giving back to a community, to a people, to anything – for some reason, it's just we're hardwired that way that it actually keeps us going and propelling. So for me, because I've been working on the art of communication and public speaking since I was in the seventh grade and um, I feel like I do have – I still feel like I'm a, I'm a baby but I feel like I have somewhat of a gift speaking and I can have an impact on people. So it's very – it's nice and fun to talk about marketing but what I really enjoy is making an impact on people's lives uh, and part of that is because I had a mentor. I was very, very lucky to accidentally get a mentor at a young age. And I see a lot of people, adults, older people, middle-aged people that didn't have that luxury. Mm. And you just think, man, like if you just had someone who believed in you before you believed in yourself, your life may be very different. Because I had someone who believed in me before I believed in myself. And sometimes that's all you need. So for me, the ability, I can't, there's only so many hours in a day. So if I build myself a brand and if I speak to people on mass and on scale, I'll be able to do that. So um, that's what sort of motivates me, you know, to have a high success, to have a higher profile, to, you know, one day give back, you know, a la Gary Vee or, you know, people like that. Yeah. yeah. So you reckon that, that purpose and that why that drives you, that fuels you is what really helps you keep going and avoids that burnout? Yeah. Uh, the thing is like you have to – like we're human, right? Like I hate seeing the stuff on social media around, oh, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, right? Mm. But what about, and Tashi and I have spoken about this as well, like what about just like loving what you do for the sake of loving what you do? Yeah. Like, you know, I could be, I remember when, when I used to work at McDonald's, no one flipped a burger like me. <laughs> I took passion flipping burgers. Yeah, 100%. Because, and I think it's a muscle. Like if you're like, oh, you know, I will just one day become motivated when I work for myself. 
um, I, I actually don't believe you'll actually enjoy your work when you do work for yourself. Yeah. You have to enjoy what you're doing, where you're doing it. You know, the grass is greener where you actually grow it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the whole thing, like, you know, we have some tough days. We have some tough conversations with people, clients, like not every day is, um, you know, good. But I, I think like to, to make a short answer, I think programming, like if you're the problem with being someone who you're always striving to work really hard. I know you're like this too. You're always pushing yourself and you're always like, you know, it's very good to have that trait. I'd mm-hmm. rather be that than lazy. But the problem with that is you sometimes don't know when to take a break and your mm-hmm. body will tell you. Like yeah. I hold a lot of tension in my neck, in yeah. my trap. So like I get stiff and tight or I'll get sick and I'm yeah. out of action for three, four days and that's not good either. Yeah. So you have to program program in things like, you know, like for me it's jiu-jitsu. I know for you it's boxing and, and martial arts and that type of thing. So or program in a break. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah cool. I love that. Speaking about flipping burgers, though, I'm very keen to know more about, like, I, I know the journey that you went on, but for our listeners that might be thinking, how do I handle or how do I juggle this working for someone and loving what I'm doing, but then also wanting to build my my side hustle, if you will, or my side job that I eventually want to take over? Because for as long as I've known you, you've always had Red Pandas, but um, you weren't working full time in Red Pandas when we first met. I think you just come out of your, sorry, no, you just started it. And, and it was a couple of years later before I came on as the first hire. So how did yeah. you handle that juggle between the two? Yeah, well, for reference, I think Red Panda was only around one year before you started actually. So you've yeah, been there you from the very, very start. I think I went full-time and a month later, you know, lucky to work together. But um, in terms of – so I, I do want to preface one thing. I, I feel like this whole hustle culture mm. and this whole like I'm a startup and like I've done this and, you know, like I've, I've built something out of nothing. Like it's – we give it so much air and it's so admirable and it's become like the thing to do. And like, it's cool, but you know, nothing's wrong with working for someone as well. Like no, I, nothing- don't wanna, I know I don't want to anytime soon do the hustle thing. I'm happy to work for Red Pandas and keep building this brand. I saw the shit you went through and how hard you had to work and you didn't have a weekend for years. And I know I'm probably answering the question that I asked, but like, I'm not keen on doing that personally. I'm more than happy to dedicate my life to Red Pandas for the time being. <laughs> I've got this from recording. Because yeah. I'm not, I honestly don't want to go through that hustle. I saw you do it. I don't want to do it. And, and some people, like, for example, Omar, who's, you know, our head developer, um, he's a very, very talented guy. I used to push him to go start his own coding business. And he's just not interested. He just wants to code and have fun. Yeah. You know, I've got friends, like, they want to do their sports on the side and just do their day job. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't know why young people or people who start like think that the key to financial freedom is, you know, just to start your own business one day, you know, it's, it's actually quite risky and like, yes, financial freedom is important, but you can do that in investing, you can do it in property, you can do it a whole other way. So mm. I just sort of want to clarify just to kind of push back on that hustle culture yeah. that you don't necessarily need to do that. You know, everything happens for a reason, but if I had an environment where, I had everything I needed and wanted. I probably wouldn't want to start a new biz, like a business. Like I just felt stifled. I felt like I wasn't being creative. Yeah. I felt like you know the jobs that were at I wasn't living my true potential. So, but going back to your question, essentially, the thing is like people don't have to just take a big jump. You yeah. know, when I started Red Pandas, I think I already had my second child by then, mm-hmm. um, and she was you know she was a baby. And I already had my son, you know, who was a couple of years old. So, you know, I can't just take the risk and leave. 
So what I did was I found a job where I could work four days a week. And this is before, this is well before COVID. Like now this, it's, things are so flexible and yeah. it's so open now, but I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just work four days a week. And then I worked one day a week, midweek. And, you know, like you say, two years, I didn't have any Saturdays. Yeah. And like, as it, and I think we'll get into this later, like parents, we have guilt. We have yeah. this guilt that we just can't shake. So for me, I had to say to my wife, I'm like, look, so um, next two years, like for the foreseeable future, my Saturdays are gone. Saturdays are canceled. Do not ask me because I'm going to feel pressured and guilty every yeah. time you ask me. I'm out. Yeah. Family members, whatever, I'm out, you know. So then I did four days a week. Then I dropped down to three days a week. And then what actually happened, and this is, I say this with everything. Like anytime you have a breakthrough, the tension precedes the yeah. breakthrough. Anything in life, like a difficult conversation, yeah. you're leaving work, relationship, the tension always precedes the breakthrough. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, you know, the breakthrough. So you have this point where you're juggling your side hustle and, you know, whatever you do for a day job. And then that's when you sort of can make that plunge where you kind of feel okay. like you're going to let both things down. Yeah. That's when you take the plunge and that's when you invest in yourself and you go from there. Yeah. It's impressive. Anyway, <clears throat> thanks for that, Moby. I appreciate you sharing that. What um we were talking about, you, you mentioned on parenting, and that's something that um obviously I can relate to re- really fairly recently, but also uh, I think it really changes your lens as a business person in general, as a, as a professional in general, when you become a parent and um, having to deal with a job, whether it be full-time, part-time, casual, working for yourself, working for someone, but also being a parent. My question around is um, obviously that, but how do you handle switching between dad mode and CEO mode? Uh, I really, I still struggle with it now in my 30s. I really struggled in my 20s. Like I had a kid by 25 and the next one by 26 and I was already juggling a business. And I dealt with an immense amount of guilt because um, I didn't really juggle it. I really, really struggled juggling it. And like I sort of just, you know, you know I feel like, you know, I might have missed some years of, my kids growing up because I just put so much pressure on myself. But I think the key thing is compartmentalize because it, it's actually quite funny. It's kind of like, you know, the same reason why people don't like taking holidays or they don't like taking breaks or they're like working through. Like what they don't realize, you're actually not productive. Mm. You're more productive if you take a holiday. You're more productive if you take a break and you recharge your batteries. It, it, it just does not make sense when you just go all in. So for me, one thing that I focus on immensely is compartmentalizing my time. So, you know, I, I know it sounds obvious, but like when you work hard, you're working hard. And when you play hard, you, you play hard. Yeah, 100%. And you just compartmentalize. And I can go into this if you want, but a big part of what I do every single day, I write my goals. Yeah. Every single day, every single morning, I write my goals. And they're not all finite. Like one's a business goal, mm. one's a family goal. Uh, one's like a spiritual goal. So every day I'm reminding myself the buckets of, because like work-life balance is almost impossible to achieve. You just need to try to hold hold all the buckets and and pay attention to them. But I remind myself every single day what I'm supposed to do. And that, you know, helps me compartmentalize what I need to do. Yeah, I really like that. I think, I don't know who, I don't know who or when or where I read this, but someone, um, maybe at Impact, they have this rule where between like, 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. They just do not disturb every day, like of the of the work week. Um, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting because often I might find myself some nights working till six, and it's like that's for me with a two year old. That is like well, she's not two yet; she's one and a half. <laughs> she's not two yet. That's like the witching hour. That's the time she needs me the most. So I've 
when I, and when I first came back to work and I had her there looking at me, wanting to be with me, but I also had these emails and deadlines, I was like, hold on a second, that deadline's not going to change in the next two to three hours, but my child right now is like crying for her mum. I'm just mm. going to be with her right now. And I think that like to your point, compartmentalising, saying no, between this for me, between this time, I, I need to um, focus on Zoe and only her. And I had that tension inside of me like I was so stressed it's like, but I need to get my work done. I need to get my work done. Mm. And then that stress was feeding onto her and I could see her just getting worse. So I, it's funny you know, how I did it without not realising what I was doing. The problem of equality, the big problem of equality is that actually things aren't equal. Yeah. Like whether or not any society you look at, unfortunately, unfortunately, women take the brunt of raising the child and taking care of the household and, you know, working as well. I'm not saying that's the way it should be. Like, you know, for anyone... Any feminists who are about to have, you know, pitchforks at my door, uh, I believe in sharing duties. But even yeah. as much as possible, like it's, you know, it's, especially with a mother yeah, who has young children. And moms, it's also physic- it's physically impossible to be equal. Like our bodies are designed to be mothers. Do you know what I mean? And it's history has told us that women are more are, are suited to be mothers because it's the the way and, that and generally, we're built. like there are situations where fathers take, you know, the, the mothers are the main breadwinners and the fathers take the bulk. But that's quite rare, actually. It's quite rare. So unfortunately, equality has pushed this this message to women that, uh, you know, like they have to compete with men. And that's just not fair. No. It's just not yeah. fair. Like, you know, just because a man can stay back until 6.30 or 7. No. Uh, a mother like yourself who's got a little kid can't. You know what I mean? They just can't. Yeah. So unfortunately, society has created that problem a little bit. But at the same time, like, and you and I have had this conversation, the thing about mothers, mothers are so efficient. Mm-hmm. They don't mess around. They're like, look, I'm, I don't need to get involved in gossip. I've got to get my shit done. I've got to yeah. go home, take care of my kid. You know, like they're very, very efficient. Yeah, and that's how we juggle, I guess. So, no, I, I appreciate you sharing how you compartmentalise. And um, do you think that though, like if you could, in retrospect, do you think you would have changed how you handled, you know, dad and CEO mode? I'll leave it at that. I, I think so. And I think a lot of it is just mindset like putting pressure, um, you know, I like pressure actually. I, I do like pressure. I thrive under pressure, uh, but there's limits to everything. Mm. I really pressured myself. Like I put a lot of pressure on myself and that made me a grumpy dad. It made me you know, quick to bite type of thing. Um, I, and I felt like in my mid-20s when I had young kids, I didn't enjoy them as much as I could have because I felt like I was just a bit snappy and just I just put so much pressure on myself. And like I can't remember who it was, but like someone famous said that, you know, I've, you know, most of the bad things, I've experienced many things, bad things in my life, only some of which actually happened. Mm. And it's so true. Like we put so much pressure on ourselves. This could happen, this could happen, this could happen. The stakes are so high, the stakes are so high. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes it's good to plan I'm, I'm a big goal planner. Just look at what's in front of you and not stress yourself out and like appreciate life, appreciate your kids, appreciate what you have. Yeah. And the other thing too that I've really changed my mindset now in my 30s compared to my 20s is that we always think the next des- destination is when we'll get happy, no. happy. Yep. When I get this car or when, yep. when I get this job or this amount of money. But if you look back now of what you've achieved and you look back 10 years before and you ask yourself, oh, do you think that's when you'll be happy? You say, yeah, I will. But you you are where you are and you still feel. 
And I, and I, I was saying yeah. this to you, not to get too deep, but I was talking to yourself not too long ago. I'm like, this might be the happiest time of our lives. Yeah. Like when I look at my kids, my kids <laughs> still listen to me. Mm-hmm. All the grandparents are alive. One day they're going to pass away. You know, like the more money I have, the less time I'm going to have to spend it. Yeah. So it's a balance of appreciating being happy what you have. Yeah. And, you know, like reaching your goals. You can have it both ways. You can have these, these are my goals. I want X million, et cetera, et cetera. You can have that. And you write that every day and you remind yourself, but also remind yourself that I'm already freaking happy. Yeah. I'm already there and I need to enjoy this journey. Otherwise, you're never, ever going to be happy. Yeah, I love that. And when you shared that advice to me years ago, I think that also shifted my mindset. You do have to remind yourself of that, though. I think it's natural for people that we, that do have big goals and that are ambitious um, people. It's easy to get caught up in there, but I'm not there yet. And, like, I'm, how much longer is it going to take until I get there? Because you're so keen to be there. And then it's just reminding yourself, like, like checking in with yourself. Say, no, you're cool, you're good, like you're smashing it. Just take a breath and enjoy this time with your family or with your, your work or whatever it might be. With that said, I really want to hear, um, lastly, a piece of advice that you would give to a young person or someone coming into this industry new. So obviously we're in digital marketing. You've been in marketing for forever. <laughs> I was going to say the dinosaur because you're not a dinosaur, but you've been around for a while so you've got a lot of expertise in the space. Um, and you personally mentor me, so you're full of good advice. What is some advice you would give to someone young or freshly starting in this industry? So I think firstly for young people, and we see this a lot, Tash, obviously you're a leader at Red Panda, so you see that next crop of young people coming through. Um, The advice I'd give to them is like, you don't have to figure it all out. You don't need to have figured it all out right now. Like if you're in your 20s, um, you know, and, and some people who are actually a little bit more aware, they'll be like, look, I actually don't know you know, like we've interviewed people and in interviews, you're supposed to be able to answer that question to where do you mm. see yourself in five years or what are you trying to achieve? And, you know, it might have been uh, Elena, um, one of our digital marketing consultants. Uh, she answered really honestly, like, I'm not really sure. Like, I just want to, I'm interested in the world of digital mm-hmm. and I want to sort of play the field of digital and figure it out and then, you know, be able to, and I thought that was a great answer. It was like one of the best answers I've ever heard. So, in a lot, for a young person, you don't need to figure it out. What I would say is attach yourself to a team or a leader, like somewhere where you're going to be motivated mm-hmm. and you're going to have fun and you're going to be challenged and you're not the smartest person in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're actually going to be challenged and develop that skill and muscle at a young age. Um, at the same time, not being taken advantage of too because I was taken advantage of a lot in my young mm-hmm. age, um, balancing that. Now, someone coming new in the industry, I think it comes from the best piece of advice I'd say, and it honestly applies for everything, is having a growth mindset. Yeah, nice. So, difference between a growth mindset and imposter syndrome. Like, imposter syndrome is like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to be found out. You know, I'm going to be found out that I'm a fraud or whatever. Yep. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Growth mindset is, I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm going to figure out how to do it. Yeah. You know, like this is the problem. I don't know what I'm doing yet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to figure it out. And just having that lens, that frame and like saying, okay, how do I figure this problem out? You know, that that really propels you not only in digital, but I think any field, starting a new business, any venture that you will ever have. Yeah, love that. Thank you, Moby. I think that um that first tip as well for the, you know, the younger ones, you don't have to know where you're going yet. That's That's like growth mindset as well. You're just open to that growing and you're open to not having all the answers, but 
figuring out how to find yeah, them. Yeah, learning, be, be a sponge because those skills you're going to develop of grit and discipline and planning, you can translate those in any industry. Yeah, for sure. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you, best friend Moby. I'm really keen to have Linda back next week in the um, in the studio, but um, appreciate you being on the podcast, Mobs, and sharing your wisdom and experience. If you have any feedback, suggestions uh, for topics or just questions in general, make sure you hit us up on LinkedIn or redpandas.com.au. Um, thank you very much. Thank you, Sasha. Great for being here.